pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Well, greetings and welcome back, KB Creators, for another adventure of advancing to live our best lives together. StephenCanyon.com is the website. And if you would like to begin receiving KB text messages with an occasional kinetic belief insight, text the word kinetic to 31996 and you're in. And if you'd like to become part of the KB family, you're invited to join our private Facebook group as well. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Miss Meg. I'm really excited about today's podcast title. How you... exactly does the law of attraction work? I can't imagine how you're going <laughs> <laughs> to get all of this in in one show, but but I know you can. I believe in you. So so how does the law of attraction work? Well, it works to favor anybody <laughs> that, anyone that first asks the question, Meg, what does it really mean to be successful? Mm. Getting what you desire is understood as being successful in this world, in this life. Wow. And being a success... Um, being successful is an effect that's attracted from the application of a cause. In other words, regardless of what a person considers to be their success, it is the same in all situations. The difference is in what people who believe that they are successful wanted in the first place, but not in the stuff of success. Now, the stuff of success is the same. It doesn't matter if you're Bezos or the guy that owns uh, uh, the pizza shop down the street. The stuff of success is exactly the same, whether it's results in, in the perfecting of our health, um, attraction of great wealth, a high position in life. Whatever it is, success is the possession of that status. And so it really has, it has, um, it has to come without regard to what it is that is actually being attained. It is it is a law in nature that, like causes, um, causes always produce like effects. A like cause produces a like effect. Therefore, since success in the same, it's the exact same thing in all cases. The cause of success, it's got to be the same in all cases. Most people, when they see someone else being successful, they always want to know, well, what did you do? How did you do it? How did you get, how did you get the money? <laughs> um, <laughs> notice where the emphasis and inflection was. How, yes. did, how did you, or how did you get the money? Either way, <laughs> where did you go to school? Right, right. Um, who helped you? Mm-hmm. But now this, uh, these are the kind of questions that lead to the first mistake, because the answer to any of those questions will always lead you away from the actual cause of success. The cause of success is always within the person who succeeds. Because if the cause of success was, think about it, if it was somewhere else, if it was in your neighborhood, if it was in your school, if it was in the universe somewhere, if it was outside of the person who is successful in any way, then all people who do the same thing or have the same amount of startup capital or go to the same school or go to the same university who live in the same neighborhood, they would all be successful. Right. And so success would be just a matter of circumstances. And we can see that there are a lot of people that have the same environments of those who are successful, and yet they, no two people are alike. Right. 
All people are still experiencing varying degrees of success, and it's a mathematical certainty. Regardless of who you are, you can succeed if you'll find out the cause of success and then develop in the cause of your success while, while applying it as a way of life to your daily life. So when we develop in the cause of our success, do you mean that we should that we should work on becoming better at what we do? That's important. And actually, the perfecting of our aptitudes is part of what is attracted right. to um, reshape us as we go along. Do you, you, you remember ever taking an aptitude test when you were in school? Yes. Um, and, and then you go on to college to practice that thing. Well, that's, that yeah. is important to an extent. And oftentimes, knowing what our aptitudes are can help lead us toward what our genius of purpose actually is, the reason we came into the natural. Hmm. But put that aside for a moment, because it's actually the active authority of our consciousness that puts into action Um, that's how success in every area of life is attained. It's the final authority of our conscious expectations that attracts our desires to manifest in our lives. So what is it the, what is the active authority of our consciousness anyway? It is creative power and you can know when you're operating in it. It's what we feel when, when we just know that you can do something and it's how you feel when you just know how to do something. Someone asks you to play the violin, and you know how to play the violin, and you know um, uh, you know how it makes you feel to play the violin, and you have the knowledge to do it. You have the experience of doing it. Well, and knowing how that makes you feel, then get up and play the violin. That's when you can know that you are operating now, and the authority of your creative power, um, the authority of your active authority of your consciousness. This is when we're in that sweet spot, you could say. In other words, if a coach can cause their team to know they can win and to know that they know how to win, that team will win. In exactly the same way, when we are operating in the fullness of our authority and dominion, in the uh, full power of our active consciousness in action, regardless of what we're wanting to accomplish, we go after it with the full confidence that we will be successful. And then that's when the genius of our purpose gets involved with every thought form of success to then navigate us um, toward total success. Look, the kinetic belief of our efforts means that at this point of the approach, the universe will equip you with everything you need to be successful. Uh, Favor follows a belief for favor. Hmm. Favor follows favor. I love that. So, So what you're saying is there is something about knowing, I mean, really knowing that we, that we have exactly what it takes to be successful. Um, and that's what what leads to success. Favor follows belief for favor. That's why that's mm. why wow. holding a grudge, Meg, blocks good things from manifesting mm. into someone's life. Yes. And we talk about that all the time. Holding a grudge will block good things from showing up. One of the most common areas where average people miss their best lives is in this area of holding a grudge. Mm-hmm. So true. It is, it's the big dog of hindrances to receiving yeah. our success. Part of the reason for this is this misconception of what grudges really are. Forgiving someone that's holding a place of bitterness in your inner being isn't doing them any kind of a special favor. 
you know, oftentimes people will are remiss at forgiving somebody because they think that they don't deserve it. I'm not going to do them the favor of forgiving them. Um, and, and so we go out, just continue on with life without holding, uh, 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 taking that grudge you've been holding and casting it down. No, it isn't justifying what somebody's done to you to forgive them or to get rid of the grudge. Mm-hmm. And and then you accepting responsibility or some sense of condemnation. Not holding a grudge by forgiving someone, it doesn't even mean that you have restored some past relationship. Now you got to go hang out with them. Mm-hmm. Now you got to go to the movies with them on the weekend. Now you got to go and do whatever it is and go over for a pajama party. It doesn't mean any of that. <laughs> In fact, forgiveness <laughs> for, <laughs> Forgiveness is not something that happens between you and some other person. Mm. Forgiveness is something that happens within us. Forgiveness is a quiet, personal transformation within our consciousness. The most important thing to not holding a grudge toward anyone or anything is it literally disconnects our thoughts from transmitting negative desires, which Uh, sets us free to attract success in our lives. Not holding a grudge enables you to intensify the focus of your desire, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Okay, but... Okay, but... (laughs) And here it comes. (laughs) Here it comes. Here comes the but. Okay, well, I'm I'm wondering. So Mm -hmm. there are some things that have happened to some people Mm -hmm. that, you know, they were so egregious so mm-hmm. bad that it, it may seem like it's almost impossible to not hold a grudge or at least even you know at least feel like you are even if they've they've decided to to move on sure look whatever has been said about you whatever it is regardless whatever it is that's been done to you stolen from you it's imperative it is vital that you make a decision to let it go if it was stolen, imagine to give it away. If, if somebody took advantage of you, give the advantage to them. No one can ever again take advantage of you. Think about it. Nobody can take advantage of you if you give advantage. Forgive, 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 no matter how big, no matter how small. Hold no grudge and forgive the thing. Forgive the thing and move on because this is how you can look forward to the success of your desires. And this is how you can enjoy the view as each one of your desires begins manifesting in your life. And I want to talk about the the manifesting power of love for just a moment. We talk about love often, and I want to make sure that there's not any misconceptions out there regarding love and what we're talking about. Desire desire makes is is a fundamental part of the law of attraction desire is systematic to the creative substance of what we call love and it is this quantum substance that is critical to all things being created a thing came into existence from the success of a desire that is from love desire is what attracts healing desire is the it's the creative forming substance of love. It's the substance that heals. Desire is what sustains all of life within the universe. So it is the the quantum substance of love that sustains us here on this earth. Desire or love is so powerful that without it, our earth suits, these physical bodies can even begin to deteriorate. Without it, sickness and disease has an actual higher incidence 
of manifesting into our bodies. There, there's actually an interesting essay that was written by psychoanalysts. Actually, that's the term of what they were. These individuals were called many, many years ago, and then later it evolved into biologists. But it was a, a, a doctor by the name of Frida Fromm Reichman. And she, she did this uh, essay on loneliness, which is considered a founding document, if you go back and read it, in scientific research regarding uh, loneliness studies and the effect it has on the, the human body. And her studies went really deep into um, how the workings of our cells and our nerves, and she confirmed that loneliness does uh, monstrous things to the human body. And it's now been linked with a wide array of body uh, uh, element, elements like sickness and disease, uh, mental illness. When a person has no self-love or the validation of love from other people, that person is void of desire. And the spark of life is diminished eventually to no effect. The Optimism for a future, once that loneliness has squelched out that spark, diminishes as well. And the energetics of this person has been fully satisfied from the past and begins to diminish in the abilities to look forward. Nothing to look forward to. And so that that is when the fabric of death actually begins to be attracted to that person and it diminishes them and it starts to become them. The curse of diminishing effects begins to overtake a person who uh, isn't immersed in the substance of love. This is so powerful. I mean, there's so much understanding. There is so much to understanding just how important the, the validation of love is to just to our overall well-being, isn't it? Yeah, so this is science, Meg. And when you cut off love, the love of desire, it, it, you're cutting off the blood flow to your entire being. Mm, wow. Living without love suffocates the creative desires of our inner being. Without love, we cannot be free from grudges. Without love, we cannot forgive. Without love, we cannot give. Um, without love, we can't locate the genius of our purpose even. The desire of love is the lifeblood to our successful desires. The reason such a small percentage of human beings aren't seeing more manifestations of success into their lives is that they have just oversimplified the idea of what the desire of love is to begin with. It isn't just uh, being nice to other people uh, or just loving our friends and family or loving somebody because of what they do for you. Now, the power of attraction isn't just avoiding strife or living a, a good life. Megan, and you and I were interviewing a young girl uh, for a position with our company, and I asked her, I said, do you have any drama in your life? You remember? Yes. And she yes, I do. proudfully sat up, and she, she told us both. She said, Oh, I do not. I don't have drama in my life. In fact, she said just the other day, a girl asked me to go outside and fight her, and I said no. Oh, jeez. Well, you can kind of, <laughs> we, we got a good laugh at that. We can kind of fill in the blanks. There must have been some kind of drama, right? Yes. But no, seriously, the, power, glad you of, asked. <laughs> the, the power of attraction isn't just avoiding going outside for a fight. 
Now, the desire of love is much deeper, and it is far more reaching. It is a state of being. It is a state of, of present peace. It's unconditional. The desire of love is the presence of childlike, enthusiastic optimism, without worry, without doubt, without fear. The desire of love, it's energized. It's mobilized to act, to go, to live, and to advance the mind, body, and soul. Um, in a world that's just full now of the imagined possibilities that exist, wow. the desire of love manifests the success of your desires. You know, the notion of us just being in a state of love, it just seems so romantic, doesn't it? I mean, <laughs> just to be in that, that childlike, like that. enthusiastic yeah. place of optimism in love, mm. you know, no worries, no doubts. Mm-hmm. It really is just that is the definition of living the dream. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the power of kinetic. Yes. The power of kinetic belief works when all of the causes and all of the effects of your desires are seamlessly centered within the energetics of love. Not even one grudge is allowed to remain. Think about it. Not one worry. Not one fear is allowed to remain. Your imagination is fluidly aligned with your desires, and your gratitude in those things is not missing. Right. How many times have you seen a movie in one of those real tense scenes where somebody's trying to disarm a bomb? And usually there's a, I don't understand the crowd that gathers around. That's, that's a whole nother thing. But, right. but there they are. And they are, so they're, they're trying to disarm this bomb. They're mm-hmm. all working together. There's or just, always a blue wire There's, and a there's red the wire. peanut gallery. Yes. Um, usually it somehow involves Tom Cruise. But, of course. Um, Cut the blue wire. No, wait, 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 wait. Cut the red one. Yes, no, wait. yes. Don't, no, don't touch the red one. Maybe it's the black one. <laughs> There's <laughs> always somebody on the phone, too, telling them. Telling which wait, one. don't touch the red one. <laughs> you got to love it. What they don't tell you, though, is that the simple disconnecting of one wire diffuses the power of the bomb, making it useless because each yeah. one of those wires, they have to connect to well, cause this yeah. explosive reaction. So any wire will do. It doesn't have to be <laughs> just one. <laughs> Anyone will do. That would be funny to put that into an action movie. Just cut any of them. Just some guy goes, <laughs> right. you know, which one do I cut? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, think, have you ever seen somebody <laughs> cut the wrong one? No. They, they cut one so. and everybody, there's That's always true. a cyber That's relief. <laughs> but attracting the success of our desires is exactly the same thing. If just mm-hmm. one wire is missing... The kinetic force of our belief to attract and manifest success, wow. it won't work. Wow. That's why you're always telling us about the holistic approach. The ho- it takes all of it, doesn't yes, it? Yes. Now, your desire becomes wishful thinking, and the authority of your ability to manifest is disarmed when only one wire, there's five wires to our belief, when only one of those is disconnected. Mm. It's disarmed. It doesn't work. There are five such wires that when connected, have power that's far beyond anything that can be created with the sweat and with the labor of any human being on the earth. And those are, here are the wires. You've got imagination, desire, gratitude, words, and action. A lot of people will get the wires of imagination, desire, gratitude, and action. They get them connected perfectly, but then they fail to connect the word wire. They fail to talk the success 
of their desire while everything else is connected just perfectly. Well, and I have to say that sometimes it does feel like the the word part is is the most challenging, mm-hmm. right? Especially if sure. we're around negative sure. people. I mean, there are just there's just a lot of people that they only want to talk about bad mm-hmm. things that have happened, <laughs> will happen, are happening. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's it's intense <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> it's intense, especially when you you don't know where the exit is. Right. right? How do I get out of here? I, yes. <laughs> I actually have some people yeah. in my life that would run the other way when they see me coming coming, and, and wanting to have a conversation. And these are habitually negative people. Well, you're going to mess with their bad mood. Exactly. <laughs> they don't these, want it. These are the people who feed, literally mm. feed on the negative energetics of fear and doubt and worry. Yes. It's like any addiction. Energetics of fear, uh, of doubt and worry... Just like any addiction, the, the toxicity of negativism is addictive. Right. And it will become a, a way of life. So when I show up or call uh, someone that's like this, my, my encouragement and positivity, it can be like water to the end of a burning cigarette. Yeah. What smoker wants that? <laughs> right. Don't put out my... <laughs> Stay away from me. Get yeah. away from mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I'm enjoying myself. And even even though I even though I know that, and I also know that I have to continue to keep my word wire connected, regardless of who this person is. You see, right. regardless of whom I'm with, if I'm just sitting around at home, walking along a road, lying down, or getting up, driving to work, or, or, or swimming the English Channel. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I I Why keep not? the word wire connected. Yes. You have to. The reason is, it is so difficult for so many to keep the word wire connected. It's it's because they are still allowing those negative inner conversations first place in their imaginations. Mm. Those negative imaginations, what they do is they create all of these negative thought forms, which eventually just come out of their mouths. But now here's how to reconnect the word wire. To change what is coming out of your mouth, you've got to change the inner conversations. You, you change the inner chatter that you are allowing yourself to think about. Mm, I like that inner chatter. That's good. Just, <laughs> That's exactly what just, it is. <laughs> all, just chatter, chatter, chatter. Yes. Well, now, how do, how do we change what we think about? If you're focusing most of your attention on uh, worrisome things, and in the world today, that's not difficult to do. But if you're focusing on your attention on worrisome things, negative things, watching drama, the crisis-filled television, thinking about um, what bad thing is going to happen in the, the world next, um, looking for it, looking for the next rumor, worrying about your job, worrying about your family, worrying about what they're doing, worrying why they're not worrying like you're worrying. I don't know. Then, then that's, that is what is going to be programmed in your subconscious yeah. and stirred up for conversation within your consciousness, that yes. inner chatter. It's ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Just throw it a few breadcrumbs. And it's these negative things that become this abundant source of cause for an abundant negative effect. Because that's what you've—that's what you're going to be talking about. I have to say, this has been one of the most impactful parts of of my kinetic belief journey. It's just made the biggest difference. You know, I mean, we don't even talk about about ne- any negatives. We don't talk about the negative mm-hmm. news or bad things that are happening around the world. And I have to say the news has become more than anything. They tell you what might happen. So it's not mm-hmm. even news anymore. It's, you know, they're trying to tell the negative future to you. Um, 
But it's just so obvious that that when we do this, you know, we're actually internalizing those negative things. They they really are becoming a piece of us, a part of us. That's so true. And you know, if there's like you said, if there's not something negative going on in the world today, they'll even create a special to show you what the world will look like after the disaster that hadn't happened yet happens. Oh my goodness. I think we saw a whole series about that, you know, like the post-apocalyptic world, right. if this ha- yeah, exactly. There's right. there's more than enough for that to feed Plenty on. Plenty up to feed on because yeah. it draws ratings. But yeah. you cannot put negative things first and expect success to manifest your desires. This is what most do, and it's actually backward. Hmm. Remember, first things first. Instead, make sure that all of your wires are connected to complete the circuit of kinetic belief. And to do it with an abundance of understanding what your original purpose is. What is it that you really should be desiring in the first place? And then get your words connected. And if you do these things, it will beautifully align with the cause of your all of your attractions that you are looking to manifest into your life. When you connect your consciousness with your words, and you do it by creating a thought-word circuit, Get ready for an explosive response from the creative realm. Your success in all things will always be the result. And now that now that you've completed putting all of these, these right ingredients into your recipe for success, you, now you have to go and put it in the oven. And when, when you put your recipe in the oven, what do you have to do? You got to be patient now. Practice being patient. Waiting, waiting is an art form as well. If you keep opening the oven door to see if your success is ready for you, um, you're going to keep letting the perfect temperature escape. And when you do that, you prolong the arrival of your perfect recipe. No one likes to wait. I mean, it doesn't. It, <laughs> it does not rank very high on our list of hobbies, does it? Well, that's one of the things I like to do with my weekends is wait. No, well, you don't ever hear that. Patience isn't as much fun as imagining. Mm. However, the amount of time that we continue in the creative energy of our kinetic belief, that is part of the recipe. We've got to be gratefully, expectantly patient. Remember that we're actually pulling something toward us when we're using the attracting beliefs. Mm. And it's the patience in our action that attracts success. In other words, waiting is not passive. <laughs> there is nothing passive about waiting. No. It is the most yeah. active thing that you'll ever do. <laughs> While you're waiting, you're standing. Think about it. When you're waiting, you're standing on your determined ground by not letting anything or anybody talk you out of the success that you are causing to manifest into your life. Perhaps it's uh, your desire is for a life partner. Maybe it's a husband or a wife. You may be frustrated by how long it's taking for that uh, serendipitous moment in the gentle rain out by the sea for you to kiss. (laughs) But there are so many lonely single people who are doing their own thing. They are living their own way, wishing they had someone to share things with while complaining about how hard it is to find the right person. Right. Don't feel sorry for them because they're getting exactly what they expect. Any idea of attracting success is blocked from materializing. 
because they are complaining about not being able to find the right person. That's what they are expecting. Now, remain grateful for your success before you see it by keeping the wire of your gratitude connected within the energetics of your kinetic belief. By doing so, your gratitude actually holds tremendous manifesting power. You know, Meg, if people really understood the magnitude of that power, they'd be telling everybody that they meet just how grateful they are. Yes, that is so true. Like this yes. young lady we met the other day, and she's always smiling, always happy, and she that's her identity. She sees herself as always grateful. Yes. The success of our desires are contingent in the techniques of gratitude. It will unleash the power of abundance into our lives. Mm-hmm. Great things happening to you, your greatest expectations, the sparks of more life contained within the universe, mm-hmm. all of those things are attracted to the vacuum of gratitude. More of what you are grateful for, it just naturally comes. Now, you may not feel like you're grateful at first. Keep practicing. Mm -hmm. And the thing that you say you are grateful for, it will come. I love that you just basically told us to make it part of our identity, just like that young woman that we met. You know, she was so obviously taking an immense amount of pride in being a positive person and being grateful and, and having all those things in line. Isn't that how we should be? We should take so much pride in who we are as kinetic believers. And it's so powerful when we you know, sort of embrace that identity in that aggressive way. Taking pride in your identity that way, isn't that a way of marking and measuring your life? Yes. And yes. and um, going from one success to the next success. Mm-hmm. Actually, my, my friend Maya Angelou said that life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but mm-hmm. by the moments that take our breath away. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes. Every time this young lady would say, I'm just a happy person. <laughs> She's measuring her life by the moments that wow. take breath away. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Let's just say, do it. Yes. Just say this out loud. Say, today I'm abundantly attracting. Today I'm abundantly attracting. What I imagine to see. What I imagine to see. No one can redefine me. No one can redefine me. I have unwavering confidence. I have unwavering confidence. In who I was created to be. In who I was created to be. I don't require the approval of anyone. I do not require the approval of anyone. Because. Because. I am a work of my creator's I am a work of my creator's art. I'm a -a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. I'm a -a one-of-a-kind masterpiece. And I'm just gratefully pleased. I'm gratefully pleased. Right now today. Right now today. I'm transforming. I am transforming. Into a powerfully successful. Into a powerfully successful. Creative creator. Creative creator. How do you like me now? How do you like me now? I'm a powerful creator. I am a powerful creator. I'm created in the image of my creator. I'm created in the image of my creator. With the ability to desire. With the ability. Ability to desire, to imagine, to imagine, to be grateful, to be grateful, to be active, to be active, to talk the talk, to talk the talk, and then see, and then see. And today, and today, I'm attracting more of the life. I'm attracting more of the life that I desire to experience. That I desire to experience because I am love. Because I am love. I am joy. I am joy. I am happiness. I am happiness. I am prosperous. I am prosperous. I am healthy. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am wealthy. And I am enjoying. And I am enjoying the substance of peace. The substance of peace. Wow, what another great 
awesome, exciting, empowering podcast today. Knowing how exactly how attraction works, it's just so empowering, isn't it? It makes you feel like you have a a secret weapon within you. It takes really all of the, the guesswork out of living. I'm ready to imagine some bigger and better and greater things. How about you? Yes, let's do it. And, and I that. will be patient. Thank you very much. If you <laughs> sure. want to check out Stephen's empowering 100-day guided law of attraction journal, you can find that at stephencanyon.com along with all, all, all the great resources that are there. I was looking over them today. There are so many beautiful products there that you've given us, Stephen, from the Abundance Workshop to the Guided Journal to the Digital Goods. And I know that you're adding more all the time. All the time. KB creators all over the world, keep that fire burning, the light burning of your joy and happiness and peace and prosperity for all to see and manifest it where they can all see it as well. Yes, we can do it together. Lots of love to all of you. (laughs) Thanks as usual, Steve, today for all the wisdom. Bye.